on today's game seven preview between the Mavs and the Suns. Who has the most on the line in this game? And what happens if the Mavericks win? And what happens if the Mavericks lose? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Let it ride one more time before game seven. Game seven, baby! Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager, Locked On Podcast Network. This is my dog. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. The best way to help us grow and to get my dog to be quiet is to comment below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the dog dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> What an incredible Sunday, man! We're all ready for this. Hey, if you if you love the game of basketball, you love NBA, then you're ready for today, man. You get two game sevens, you get Bucks and Celtics at two thirty, which is awesome. Nick's dog is getting treats probably, you know, on Sunday, and then you you obviously get the the night, the second, uh, the nightcap, the second game seven with with Phoenix and Dallas, so. It's just a lot of fun. You love basketball. You love ga- days like you know today, and it's. I mean, obviously, we're nervous going into the game. You know, somebody. I feel like I've gotten multiple texts over the past few days saying, "Hey, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How, how you doing? How what? You doing? What's the prediction for Sunday? You know, all that stuff." And it's like, I mean, at this point, we just got to see how it plays out, man. I'm excited for it, but I'm nervous at the same time. In this game seven, let's just get it. We did a couple of keys yesterday. Talking about this, you know, a couple of keys that the Mavericks defense absolutely has to show up. The Mavericks win games in the series when their defensive rating is basically like between 100 and 109, 106 like that. They lose games when it's over 110, 115, 140. Like that defensive rating loses some games. The turnover battle is big. But today we, we, we talked about keys yesterday. We want to talk about a couple of narratives in this. What would it mean for the Mavericks to win this game today? Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, we said it, you know, when we were talking about narratives, gosh, I guess it was a few games ago, you know, when it was a three-game series of if Dallas beats Phoenix today, then I think everybody's minds are just like rolling at that point of holy crap. Like are are they going to are they about to have their you know, Kevin Durant OKC early finals appearance? Are they going to, you know, one thing I don't want us to do is just completely overlook Golden State because obviously they look beatable against Memphis and they don't look like the same Golden State, but you're still going to go against, if they win, you would still go against a Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Warriors team, Steve Kerr. They've been there. They've done that type of thing. So I wouldn't want us to like overlook it and say, we win game seven. We're going to the finals. <laughs> it's like, all right, still tough we series. To- the finals. But... <laughs> But they're not as scary as before. Like, and, and or I think as the Suns. Yeah, and, and I think if you, we said it before the series. If you beat Phoenix in a series, 
then you have every right to be as confident of saying, dude, we can beat anybody because this team just won 64 games this regular season, best team in the league. So I think that's the thing. I think there's a bigger scale of things of, you know, even even David Locke, you know, tweeting out saying Giannis and Luca and is this what y'all want to see? And I've seen some tweets over the past few days saying that those are the two best guys left in the playoffs. He's in. Yeah. And it's like I, I saw a tweet. I forgot who who said it was an is a national personality saying, man, is this what it's going to look like for the years to come of Giannis and Luca of the on the opposite sides there of their conference finals or, you know, and saying, hey, we're we're going to be here for a while type thing. So I think for Luca to get that conference finals would be massive. It'd be huge learning moment for this Mavs team. How it, many, how many highlights of that 2000? What was it? 2009 Cavs team would be played over and over and over again. If Luka, if Luka made it there, that would be insane. Yeah, it would be great for this podcast. Uh, it'd be great for our bank account. Um, <laughs> it would be great for you guys. Like it would be great for for you listening right now. Like it would be an incredible oh, moment. Yeah. Like it would be an incredible moment for the Mavericks to, to get there, just to get to the Western Conference Finals. Like just to win this game seven would be an incredible moment. It would be incredibly um, validating of Luka Doncic, right? Just that we have. You know, you you listen to if you listen to fans or if you listen to other people that we, you know you've seen online that are like Luca haters. Like, why do you just why do you think that guy's so great? He's not that great. He's a whiner, smug, blah blah blah. Kirk tweeted out like this bingo chart of all the things that people say that are negative against Luca. That was like all these different reasons. And you've heard them. You've heard all these reasons that people come against Luca. But if they if he gets past Phoenix, then all of a sudden it just validates everything. It validates him and his career and. I know that we've, you know, that some people have been talking negative about the heliocentric offense and the offense surrounded by just one guy. And can can you win when your offense is surrounded by one guy? But if the Mavericks win this game seven, I think it proves that it can happen. You just have to have one of the all-time generational, like best players at a certain point because this is Luca's usage percentage over the last uh over this game, over these six games so far. 47, 45, 48, 46, 41, 48. That is in the 90 third percentile all the way to the hundredth percentile like just the highest of highest usage percentage you can have in a single game Luca has had in all six of these games and it's it would prove at least in one way maybe he's the maybe Luca's the exception but that a heliocentric offense can work and can get you far in the playoffs yeah it's fascinating uh to think about um what that would prove yeah, I don't know. Even the statement of like it would validate Luca. I, I'm trying to think of even if like what it would validate for him, but just because it is game four. I mean, it is year four. You know, he's went to the playoffs three years. He's you know he took the step this year and made it to the second round. Um, that I, I don't think, or I don't think people should be holding it against him if they lose and be like, uh, I don't know how good you are because you didn't make it to a conference finals but the i'm i'm curious of what internally what it would mean if they win mm. of like just roster building how they feel about the team if you make it to a conference finals let's say they did you know win game seven and then they lost in the next round then are you like run it back again 
You know, we were right there. We were so close. We were yeah, we were there. so close type thing. How do they feel, you know, if they lose in seven to the Suns? Could they have the same mindset of like, dude, we just took the Suns to seven games? The same what? mindset they've had the last two years of, hey, we just took the Clippers to seven games. Hey, we just took the Clippers to six games, right, with this with this roster. However, we did see them make a big move, even though they had that mindset. The, the front office had to change, but then the front office, the new front office changed the roster a lot because we just talked yeah. about yesterday how different this roster is than the one in game seven from but, last year. But nationally, this would be the most talked about series if Dallas pulled it off because it'd be the biggest upset of the playoffs so far. And just that, you know, the only upset of the playoffs so far. I guess so. Because all the all the top seeds have been have moved on so far. Top seeds. But I I feel like like Toronto was picked. Golden State, I guess, was a three and Grizzlies were two. I feel like Toronto was picked a lot over Philly and Philly, mm-hmm. you know, Philly beat them. But this is like true big true time upset, upset yep. for a lot of people if Dallas beats them. And it would it, there would be a lot of narr- lot of discourse happening with Dallas stuff of Luca talk, you know, from all the you know fun talking head people that we all enjoy to take quotes from. But I think Jason Kidd would would get some praise. He would for get sure. and and rightfully so for the coaching stuff. I think he's getting a little bit overlooked right now for the coaching job he's done this year. But I yeah, I would be really curious what the national conversations would be if they put out Phoenix. Let's talk about what would let's talk about quickly what would it mean if the Mavs lost. If the Mavs lose this game seven, I don't think it doesn't I don't think it devalidates anything. It doesn't like no. bring up big questions about Luca and say, Oh, can Luca win in a big state? Just prove that you can take this Suns team to seven, right? It just it doesn't take them to that next level of validation if they did win, right? Like people wouldn't talk about it, but they'd be like, Oh dang, but Luca, remember he took that Suns team to game to you know to seven with that roster and blah blah blah. That yeah. would be the, the talking point. But this series so far has validated Jalen Brunson, right? Like even even if they lose, I think that Jalen Brunson has has proven that he can be at least a decent second guy next to Luca, and uh, and take him to take him to a decent place in the playoffs. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think you're stronger on that than I probably am. Just a little bit of. I think if they if they lose this game seven and you're coming out of it and you're saying we got to upgrade somewhere, then what what are you upgrading? Because I think the role players are great. I think they're great fits next to Luca. Now, obviously, if you ha- like you have Reggie Bullock and you love Reggie, and then it's like, oh, you wouldn't want to upgrade him to Paul George. I see that, but I'm saying like the role players of Reggie, Dory, and Maxi. I think they're good, solid role players in the role that they're playing. I would then I would look at the big man spot and say, do we really want to pay Rudy Gobert forty five million dollars? So then naturally, I think the only other spot that you'd look at and say, all right, we got to legit go out and get a, a solid number two, an all-star type of number two. I drew holiday, a, you know, a, whatever you want to say, a Chris Paul that was, you know, before it looked like he aged, you know, 20 years type thing. So I think that would, that would be the only <laughs> happy birthday CP. Uh, I think that would be the only. That would be my only hesitation a little bit of like what it validates coming out of the series. Cause you, you have to, I think you have to go in the offseason saying you want to upgrade somewhere. So it has to, it has to be somewhere. But For sure. I, I had no, another and, thing and I was going to say. I'm not saying there. even if they lose, I'm like, oh, Jalen Brunson is that guy. But he's at least proven that the Mavericks can go far in the playoffs if Jalen Brunson is that guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and even in and, a loss. And I'll say this like if Dallas going into this game seven went, Win or lose, I'm not going to be so depressed on this pod 
because we've said that this is already a success. Like yeah. the moment they made the second round, that was the goal this year. And especially the moment you beat the Suns three times. And how fun is it winning home games? Like we didn't get to experience this last year. We lost every home game against the Clippers. It was that exact opposite you laid out, you know, two days ago on the pod. And it's like home court feels like it's back in the AAC. It feels yeah. like it means something now. Yeah. And if you're going to hold something true to your heart going into next year of saying, we want a higher seed next year. Yes. We want to go for one of those top seeds. It is. It's because look at our record. We were five and one last year in the playoffs and that ADC was rocking. We want home court advantage this year. So I think that's something you hold on to if you're Dallas, but man, win or lose. And yeah. Losses without Luca, right? Yeah. 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 What was that? Right. Is that, uh, you know, Utah game game one, but, but like if, if they lose, we're obviously going to be bummed and like, dang it. But it's not the end of the world. And guys, if they win, y'all not ready for the pod. If they win, like you're talking about letting it ride. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen on the pod. If, if they, if they beat Phoenix and win game seven, I, I'm, I'm looking around. I don't even know what I'm going to wear. I don't know what I would do on the pod. I would push would the limits of Jersey of YouTube. Oh, I'll wear a Jersey. I'll wear a Jersey. I don't, I think I could open that window if I could smoke a cigar, but. Um, but no, man, it, it's, it's going to be good. It's we're playing with house money in a, in, yes. in a, in a sense of, it doesn't take away the investment that we're going to have as fans or as media or whatever. It's like, Hey, we, we want to win this game. Um, but man, it, it's, it's a lot of fun and this season's already a success. Absolutely. So coming up, what is on the line in this game seven? Then what is on the line for Chris Paul? What is it? What is it? What would it mean for Chris Paul? What is, what is the state of the league if the Mavericks do win? We'll talk about all that and more coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. All the pressure is on the Phoenix Suns in this game seven. Yes or no? Yeah, 100%. All of it, right? Because they're at home. We've heard at certain points in the series. Now, not many. The Mavericks haven't won games in, in, in uh, Phoenix yet, but... We've heard certain games where the Mavericks are winning or they're they're tight with the Suns, where the Suns crowd just gets so quiet. And you're like, don't even realize that, that Suns crowd is there. And you can kind of feel that maybe something w- would happen. You saw in that game six when the Suns realized, hey, we just don't got it. They just kind of they kind of folded a little bit. And they're like, all right, it's, it's just done. They didn't have any more fight left in them. A lot of pressure is on this Phoenix Suns team. Yeah. I mean, you win 64, you know, 64 games this year. You're in the finals last year. And I mean, you're, you're the favorite to go to the finals. I, all, all the pressure is on you. There's no, for all the reasons we laid out, laid out about Dallas and just, this being the next step and their growth as a team and everything. Like if everybody's going to pick Phoenix in this game, all, I mean, we talked about the bet online odds last, you know, you know on yesterday's pod. Like all the national people are going to pick Phoenix to win this game. They know the pressure's on them. So Dallas, Phoenix by just, six. By the way, is the, the the spread right there? Six points. Okay. Okay. Time to make some money. <laughs> if you feel strongly about it, go check out Bet Online. Uh, what's on the line for Chris Paul in this game? And do we think he's hurt? Yeah, I mean, I you might know something by now. You know, as far as what it, the extent of his injury. If there's anything, you know, I read a couple of his post game, you know, comments after the game. 
uh, the other night and he said he was good, fine and everything. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that he's playing and he'll be fine. I mean, LeBron said that and then he showed up with a, a cast at the, no, end the, at the end of the finals, right? He was still fine. <laughs> I've never seen a more film, dr- he, he had to film Space Jam. A more dramatic thing in my life of LeBron showing up to a, with a cast to now, now I'm just in a bad mood. <laughs> That's the one of the funniest dramatic things I've ever seen on the on a finals post game stage. But it's LeBron. That's part of it. Uh, Chris Paul. I mean, we all know he wants the title, and it's like, I mean, you y'all have an amazing regular season this year, and I mean, he gets I mean, you can't help it. He's 37, so <laughs> next year will be 38, and it's like, when when when's that time going to be for you? So. Happy birthday, CP. <laughs> Happy birthday, CP. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I lo- and, and especially the fact that he hasn't played well. Like, I mean, that's no. it's not like he's going out torching in the fourth and it's still going to game seven. It's like, oh dang, Chris is he's did everything he could this series at thirty seven. No, he's looked older, and now he could very well go out tonight in game seven and you know put up a you know a 26, 28 points and kill it in the fourth. And I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if, if he came back to life after a couple days rest and you know was really down in vegan food and just got really energized and he you know he's super efficient but i wouldn't be shocked but then again i mean he hasn't had a good series outside the first two games the wild thing about chris paul is that he has still been efficient he just hasn't taken a lot of yeah, shots yeah, yeah. right like it's just so weird that he's still shooting I well, he's had turnovers the turnover stuff is the surprising part last four games in the fourth quarter, Chris Paul is averaging three and a half points, but he's shooting 56% from the field, 80% from three <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Uh, one and a half assists, one turnover. But, like, he's still been kind of efficient in those fourth quarters. He just hasn't taken a large volume of shots. He took two shots a game in the fourth quarter over the last four games. Do you take any stock in the fact that it's been these four games that he has not been good? Do you think that it's something, or do you think he can just rise up in this game seven and actually, like, win him a game? Because they, they're going to need him. Well, oh, I think he, I think he very well could. It's, just, I, I just don't know if he will. I don't know if this will. I could see it either way. I could see him bouncing back, having a big time game, and are like, all right, he he just needed a couple of days, and he's back on track. The two days or, off helped him. Yeah, or he continues this kind of streak here, and he doesn't have a great game, and it's like a nail biter in the fourth, and we're sitting there saying, dang, he really only took you know eight shots or whatever it is, and. I and that it could go that way too. So I, I'm really curious about DeAndre Ayton in this game. Yeah, you know, it, you know, he it's crazy because it feels like he hadn't had that big of a series, but he's averaging, you know, basically 17, 18 points, nine rebounds in the series. That's kind of his average for the regular season. He was, uh, you know, he averaged basically 17 and 10 in the regular season. It's like, all right, well, you're kind of doing what you did in the regular season. It just feels like. You would expect more of him because of Dallas's front line and, and all of that, but and with Chris Paul not playing well, him also not being able to step up and fill that void has been huge for them and has really stood out. Yeah, yeah, and I'm something I'm watching too is the minutes in in this game seven. You know, it's obviously do or die. I don't know if Jason Kidd will call this an elimination game, but it this is you you lose you go home. So what does the rotation look like? Does both teams really pre- you know push it? Does you know, are we looking at Luca Booker, all these guys? You know how you know coming off the bench. Do we see Dinwiddie play like ten minutes in this game, especially if he misses a few early? Is it? I mean, are we looking at both teams riding 
these guys most of the fourth quarter. It, it just game seven, everything's kind of thrown out, and I'll just be really curious what the rotations look like. If the Mavericks win, Luca did what? Luca had over ten assists. It has to be. He's got to be dishing yeah. early. He's got to be. He's got to be kicking out to shooters. He's got to be creating shots for other guys. It's got to be a, a team effort, I think. We've seen Luca try to play the hero ball in games one and game two. Didn't work as well. But when we saw him play more team defense or t- play more team offense and share the ball, still get his own, like still get his own points, yeah. but within the offense and all that, it's been it's been way better. I we all hope, we all hope for a Luca like 40 point night where he just goes off. He had 46 and 14 assists in game seven of last year against that Clippers team. So yeah. man, if he's been waiting for something, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the time. Well, yeah, six and fourteen assists. That's insane. against Kawhi and Paul George and them. Insane. I, I want to see what he looks like in the fourth too. You know, Game Seven brings a whole different type of energy and adrenaline and all of that, and you're just so hyped that you know. I want to see how he manages that throughout the game. How Dallas manages that throughout the game. That to where he's not just hands on his knees, just completely gassed with you know ten minutes to go in the fourth because they're gonna attack him. Yeah, they're going to attack him defensively and everything. So I, I'm curious to see what Phoenix you know does to try to get Luca to that state early in the fourth. Um, yeah, can we keep Phoenix out of the bonus? Like it, I mean, Phoenix loves to sell the you know sell the the fouls, and that would be huge if we can keep them out of the bonus. I just want this game to happen. It, it feels so <laughs> weird because we've had we've had you know one day off in between all the games. And now game six happens. Obviously, Dallas wins. We're like, can we just play game seven now? Like, I just <laughs> I want this game now. Let's just get this thing over with. Oh, bring it on. Bring on game seven. So we will be here, win or lose, and still continuing five days a week. I know that person tweeted at me, hey, only two more pods left because there's only two more games. But guess what? Not true. We'll continue five days a week all through the offseason. If we got free agency, we got the draft. The Mavs. Have I was gonna say for uh, yeah, so for much. us, for us, yeah. Just a heads up, like let's just do either or. Yeah. If if you listen to this on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon before the game, this is kind of what it looks like for us: win or lose. Obviously, if Dallas wins, you're gonna get an all timer post game pod after the game. You don't want to miss that. And then we'll obviously move on with you know the next series, Western Conference Finals, which would be crazy and awesome, and we'll have a lot of fun with it. If Dallas loses. We're still going to be back on Monday. Exit interviews will probably be Monday um, to where all the, you know, most of the players, coach, Nico probably will talk that day, have a lot of quotes. We'll talk about that for at least that next, you know, pod, maybe two pods from that. We'll probably do a couple like exit survey type pods from us, uh, from players and bigger picture stuff going to the offseason. And then for us, we kind of flipped the switch completely to draft. So we'll be getting into a lot of the draft stuff. I know I'm, I've already got some tabs folders starting to go a little bit of <laughs> we'll do some, some draft season stuff. review stuff. We'll do a couple yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that and review Lucas season and Brunson and all that and a couple of preview things. But but it's kind of wild that you know it's it's May you know seventeenth basically and you know or your fifteenth and it's like how many what calendar are you using? <laughs> well, I forgot we're already past midnight, so I was trying to figure out when this pod was coming out. Um, <laughs> Are we wearing but, the same clothes as yesterday? Oh God! <laughs> um, but but no, you know it, it's it's wild because I was thinking I'm like, oh dang, the draft is we haven't been used to playing into mid May, so you know it, it's like well, the draft. Except for, except for Game Seven of last year's was in June. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well, 
but it's like the draft, you know, it's coming up next month. And it's yeah. like, man, I want to start getting, you know, ahead on that and stuff, uh, you know, with our draft pick and stuff. So we, we never stop. You'll have the pods and heck no. And you, you fans, it's like the fans almost enjoy off season and speculation and trade rumors and draft stuff more than actual oh, games. So Mavs won game six. And guess what the chat and when we played the YouTube video, the we premiered the YouTube video, everybody was talking about Miles Turner sitting courtside. What is Miles Turner available? Is Miles Turner going to show up next year? Is he going to get traded to the Mavs? Like that's all anyone want to talk about, even after a Game Six win. So hey, if you played for Rick, you'd try to go to opposing teams too. So <laughs> just kidding, guys. Oh just man, kidding. There you go, guys. We'll be back. Win or lose after Game Seven. Enjoy it. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Map. So, boom.